Who's got the best, most exciting, knowledge-based NASCAR podcast with the most amazing hosts? I'll tell you later. In the meantime, you can listen to us. This is the Popular Speed Podcast. Hey, everybody. I'm Mike Kalanoff, joined by Tom Jensen and Jason Schultz. Uh, if you've been with us before, which would only be last week, welcome back. Um, if this is your first time, uh, we hope you come back another time. And we'll see about that, though. Uh, Jensen and Schultz, what do you think about Martinsville? Crazy race. I mean, obviously, the big moment in the race was when Denny Hamlin ran over Chase Elliott. And um, did that knocked Elliott away from probably winning his first race, hit him with two laps to go. I thought it was interesting that initially Hamlin said that he got run in from behind, too. But then later he went on Twitter and admitted that he made a mistake. And while it was good that he manned up and it was good that he owned it, it was still a big mistake. And in all yeah. probability, it might knock Elliott out of the playoffs. It was insane. I got to go to Martin, so I just sat in the stands and still freezing. It's still a nice <laughs> um, piece of ice from that. But the fan reaction really was insane just seeing everyone because nothing really like that happened leading up to that point in the race and all of a sudden the restarts kept getting more intense and intense and that as soon as that happened the fans went berserk and just started screaming and then as soon as Denny drove by the next time everyone in the crowd was flipping him off it was pretty funny (laughs) to see yeah you know the thing about that deal is I mean I hated it for Chase really Um, it's funny earlier in the day I actually sent Cindy, his mom, a, a text. I said, today's the day. And so with a couple laps to go, uh, I was looking like a hero because I, you know, I was keeping my promise or whatever. Uh, and then he got he got punted there. And, and, it, and it sucked, you know, and I don't I don't really think that it was like an intentional take him out of the race kind of thing. Um, I think he tried to win the race, you know, and Martinsville, that's kind of what you got to do to to win the race, because uh, Denny's really. I mean, history kind of shows he's really not a dirty driver. Um, you do what you got to do, and on these short tracks. But I mean, I don't, I don't think I don't think he was, you know, his intentions were to take take him out of the race the way he did. No, I don't think it was his his intention at, at all. Uh, to your point, a guy who's made a career out of driving dirty. But as we all know, there's a difference between moving and wrecking somebody, and he wrecked him, yeah. and he meant to move him. There's no question he meant to move him, which is fine. That's a totally legitimate short track move. Unfortunately, the execution came up short and we saw what happened. Well, you know, I, I think it's it's a byproduct of this style of racing that we do now. That, you know, the wins are so important. Um, you know, every point is important. So, yeah, he, he was probably wanted to win the race. You know, he was probably more aggressive than he should have been. And, and he was probably a couple hundred yards ahead in his in his uh, foot than he was in his brain, you know. Uh, and and just and just got into him the way he did, and yeah, it it really it did suck for Chase um, because it it would have been a, a great story to have him win there, and then to you know lock himself in for for Homestead. Do you know that in more than fourteen hundred races in the NASCAR Premier Series, the only driver to win in the twenty four is Jeff Gordon? That's interesting. I didn't know that. Yeah, nobody else has ever won with a twenty four, and time is running out. Yeah, that's right. Because he's going to drive the nine uh, next year. That's right. Are they actually are they retiring his number? Is that going to be like a uh, big ceremony or anything? No, the twenty four is going to go to. Uh, not going to be William Byron's number next yeah. year. Oh yes, you're right. Yeah. You're right. Okay, shows yeah. you how much I pay attention. 
I think William will probably be the next guy to get victory in that car, 24 car. Yeah. I think it's safe to say. Here's another interesting footnote. Before this year, Kyle Busch had only won two playoff races dating back to his rookie season of 2005, but he's won three already this year. And, of course, um, Martin Truex Jr. has won three. So I'm looking at the math here. Truex has got such a huge points lead. There's no way he doesn't make it to Homestead. Right. Kyle's locked in. Chase Elliott is 26 points below the cut line, so he probably needs Gotta to win, win at te- Texas or Phoenix to advance. Otherwise, he's out. So I think Brad Keselowski's in really good shape. I think a couple of top 10 or top 15 finishes in the next 10 races gets Keselowski to Homestead. So that leaves four guys, Harvick, Jimmy Johnson, Ryan Blaney, and Denny Hamlin, battling for the remaining spot at Homestead. And the gap among those four is just eight points. How do you see these these guys sh- this shaking out over the next four, two races? Well, what do you think, Jason? I'll, I'll when in. the uh, playoff started, my grade I filled out, I had Truex, Kyle Busch, Kevin Harvick, Brad Kozlowski in it. They're all still alive. I think they're the current top four right now. So I'm just sticking with them. I think Harvick is going to win Phoenix or just run really well next couple of races. Brad just seems there's something about it this year. I think he'll be pretty good the next two races. He's got a pretty good gap. I just have a feeling those four. I'm not straying away now. I've picked them all the way. So we'll see what happens. Well, you stole my thunder because I was going to say that uh, huh. Harvick's going to win Phoenix. But uh, yeah, I got to, I, I got to, uh, I don't know. I tell you what, Blaney was, he's been really good. And he was really good at, uh, at Martinsville. I mean, he was pretty impressive. Yeah. He, he had by his own admission, the car wouldn't respond very well. And he finished, finished in the top 10 and he's been running real well. He had that third place finish at Kansas. He's finished eighth or better in three of the last four races. He's kind of under the radar. And then I go back to Jimmy Johnson, who's running like crap. 24th at Talladega, 11th at Kansas, 12th at Martinsville, 14th at New Hampshire. And yet he's like a character out of the Friday the 13th movie. Until you kill him, he's still in it. And he's got seven wins at Texas. You know, he – I would not be surprised if if he he wins at Texas again. I, I mean, he hasn't had the speed all year. But the fact that he's still in it, not putting up good finishes, tells me that you know, maybe something crazy can happen. Maybe he can do something. We'll see. Well, it's Jimmy Johnson and Chad Canales. So really, I mean, again, you want to look at, look at history. He's had, we talked about it last week, he's had you know bad seasons and wound up you know, finishing really well, winning the championship. So I, I just never count those guys out because when it's when it's crunch time, um, they they tend to come through. But we'll see. I I'll tell you, I I think I think uh, I think Blaney might have a, a shot to hang in there. I'll tell you what. I read a great story by my my buddy uh, Ricky Craven. Just going back to the Hamlin thing for a quick second, on how that might affect him. I mean, what Craven said in in so many words is that yeah, he's going to have to worry about uh, the 24 racing around the 24 but really what he did is going to give those other guys some license to kind of to run him pretty hard without the consequences and what's he going to do complain about it you know and nascar's not doing anything about um you know about what happened in martinsville and i don't think they should but so i kind of like like what craven had to say that 
you know, Hamlin's got a few guys he's got to worry about. So I'm not sure what's going to happen there. Do we think Chase will ever um, bump Denny Alloway, spin him out in the next two races, if it's coming down to him needing to get by to get a few points or even get a win? I think he'd do it at Phoenix. I don't think he would do it at Texas. Yeah, Texas is too high speed. Texas is, is too dangerous a track. Yeah. And I don't think he'd do it at Homestead either. I think no. I think maybe it happens next year, next spring at Bristol or next spring at Martinsville or Richmond, one of the short tracks there, or maybe, maybe early next season at Phoenix. I don't think it happens this year, but I think it's coming. Yeah, I agree. And, and, and to Mike's point, by Ricky Craven's point, it, it does make Hamlin something of a marked man. And I don't think he intentionally tried to wreck Chase. In fact, I'm sure he didn't try to do it intentionally. He just, you know, just got a little bit caught up in the emotion of, of trying to go to Homestead. And maybe, you know, it's such a fine line between nudging somebody out of the way and wrecking somebody. But you better believe everybody else pays attention to that happening. Without a doubt. And again, he's he's going to be vulnerable because he's kind of given everybody, you know, like license to rough him up. And, and what, what that's going to do is it's, you know, it's going to it's, the strategy will be take out a contender, you know, somebody that you got to race. So we'll see. It'll be interesting. But I, I agree. I don't, I don't think Chase will retaliate uh, at these next two races. He, he definitely won't do it at Homestead. Um Particularly if if Hamlin's running for a championship, you're not gonna you're not gonna take a championship. He he wouldn't do that. I just think he knows better. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Okay, do we think anybody can stop either Martin Truex Jr. or Kyle Busch together? They won six out of seven playoff races. Truex is first in points. Busch is second. They got a ton of stage points. Well, Busch is already locked into the the final by his, his win in Martinsville. Do we think anybody can defeat them? Jason? Uh, it's really hard to say no, but I think if Harvick gets to Miami, he's going to be really strong because one in 2014 almost beat Kyle Busch in 2015. I think Miami's just equalizes everyone. So even though Truex has been so good this year, it all comes down to that one race, which some people like, some people don't like. I love how close it can be and how equal their oh, yeah. competitors are going to be. So... It's really hard to say. Like, you can't go in that race. It's so hard to predict what's going to happen. But I still I think that they'll probably have the ultimate advantage, but you can't count any of the four out once we get there. Yeah. And, and I, I, I would say that, you know, Truex leads a series in victories. He leads a series in laps led. He leads a series in top fives, top tens, stage wins, stage points, playoff points. It would be a shame if he doesn't win the championship because he's done everything humanly possible to build a huge advantage now. And then they get to Homestead and they'll race even up four guys, whichever one finishes ahead of the other three as a champion. Yeah, I, I'll tell you, I think um, if Harvick gets to Homestead, I think he, he'll absolutely be a threat. Just just he's a very cerebral driver and he knows uh I think he knows how to play the game well. If he's got a good car, he'll, he'll be pretty dangerous. Um, yeah, but Martin's been uh, – I mean, he listen, he deserves to win the championship. He really does, the, the way he's performed. And the fact that, you know, they run that thing out of Colorado and, you know, for the most part – well, it's not really a single-car team, but they're just so far removed from everybody. Uh, it would be a great story for NASCAR. It really would. Yes, and, you know, yes like, it I, would. Just a guy like, you know – 
Truex, he was so he was silent for much of his career. You know, he was at Michael Waltrips. He was just like just an, you know another guy, another another car in the field. But now he's you know he's come alive and putting Cole Pern with him. It's obviously been a, a magical connection there. So he deserves to win the championship for sure. But you know, it's a, the the last race and anything can happen. You, you blow up, got a tire. I mean, just. Uh, but I do like the format. I, I do like the. The champion decided at the in the last race. I think it's pretty cool. I just hope we don't have another situation where Derek Cope hits the wall with three laps to go to be <laughs> oh out of caution, yeah, yeah. and it changes the course of the championship. Yeah. I hope. I hope. I hope. I hope the track goes green towards the end, and 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 stays green, and those guys are allowed to settle it. Yeah. Um, yeah, that that would that would kind of suck if something like that did happen. There was a green white checker, and a guy didn't you know spun his tires in a restart and got shuffled back to, you know, from second to ninth or something like that. That would suck. Yeah, uh, I mean, look what happened to Carl Edwards last year. Yeah, Joey Logano hit him, and you know, boom. Yeah, and then so, he retired. What was that? I said then he retired. Yeah, yeah. Which the, to me, we we can beat it up all day, but. Uh, I don't know. Still a little curious to me. Uh, I don't, you, you're one caution away from winning the championship, and then you retire. I don't know. But one of the great mysteries of NASCAR, of which there are many, for sure. I think uh, Martinsville, the late restarts, were kind of came after guys crashed, spun out, kind of like organic cautions versus the caution we saw at Richmond when Derek Cope got near right. the wall and brought out a caution. So I think if we had an organic caution towards the end of Miami, separate restart, that's good. I think that's why people liked Martinsville because that wasn't just a, oh, there's debris. Now these are all these early restarts and Chase Elliott ended up wrecked and half the field ended up wrecked. But if we see an organic late caution at Miami that sets up a restart, I think that's ideal and that'll make it the most entertaining possible intense finish we could see. Yeah, because at Homestead, the restarts there, I mean, they go, you know, 14 wide to get into one. You know, it's 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 a, it's a madhouse, really. So, uh, yeah, that, we'll, we'll see how it plays out. I hope it does play out that way. I hope it's like, I don't know, maybe there's a caution with, with five to go or, or maybe 10 to go and you got to play strategy or something like that and really, really spice it up. Um, I mean, it, it's always good when it, when it does go green there. and uh, But I don't know. I think a little drama at the end will be pretty cool. Okay, last question. Who you guys got going into Texas? Not Derek Cope. <laughs> I'm going to uh, go. It's real hard, but I'm just going to say Truex Wayne locks himself in down that minor halves. I don't think anyone's going to be able to beat him unless he messes up somehow or has a pit road penalty or something. So I think he's going to pull away, get the win. Well, let me, let me throw one one little sort of strategic tidbit in there. If you're one of the guys fighting for a, a position and you don't win, you want Truex to win mm-hmm. because Truex is already first in points right. and is, is already going to go there anyway. If he wins, it doesn't alter anything. But if you're one of the guys who's sixth, seventh, or eighth and somebody who's seventh or eighth wins – that knocks you further down the food chain and makes it harder to win. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. For Texas, I'm going to go with with Jimmy Johnson because for, for Texas and Jimmy Johnson is like, 
Jimmy Johnson at Dover. It's almost a lock if you keep all the wheels on the motor stays together. So I, I think uh, I think Jimmy will come out and he'll, he'll shine shine that deal. He's gonna be pretty pumped about going there too. It, it's it's probably a really good feeling when you know you've got a you got a score and you go into like one of your favorite places where you run well. You know, yep. going there with, with a little extra confidence. You know. Yep. I'm gonna go with Kyle Busch. Kyle's won twice there. There's only three playoff drivers: Kyle Busch and Denny Hamlin. And, and of course, Johnson. There are th- three of the final eight. They're the only three guys who are in the playoffs who've who've won there. And I just think, you know, Kyle's got his confidence up. He's won three races. He knows he shouldn't have won at Martinsville last weekend, but he took advantage of the circumstances. And he's been wicked fast at mile and a half this year. So I'm going to go with Kyle Busch. Yeah, that's that's, that's a good call. You know, he, you said he he knows he he really shouldn't have won. At Martinsville, and I think that was a, pretty evident in his in his post race, you know, yeah. celebration. It just it wasn't like it, you know, like it usually is, where he's, you know, over the moon kind of thing. Uh, he he knew what it was. You're right. He knew exactly what it was. But, you know, the win's the win, and he's, you know, yeah, it still counts in the record yeah. book. Yeah, he's he's going to Homestead. So, well, anything else? You guys got anything else? Uh, Darian Grubb named as William Byron's crew chief for next year. That was announced this morning. And uh, that's about it. I imagine we'll have a whole lot more silly season moves between now and Daytona. But, you know, we still got some driver's seats open and still got some drivers looking for work. So we'll see what happens. We will. Jason, anything else? Now Martinsville really amped me up on these playoffs again. The intensity is here. I cannot wait. I'm really excited for Texas. I wouldn't be excited for Texas if just another mile and a half race. But now because of everything that happened in Martinsville going forward, I'm super stoked to see what unfolds again this weekend. Agreed. You know, really, to to NASCAR's credit, although it was kind of confusing at the beginning, and Mm -hmm. I'm still a little bit in the dark on these points and carryover and the stages and all that stuff at, at the end of the day though it, it really does serve the sport well because it does create that drama and uh like nobody expected larson not to go to homestead and he blew a motor and so um a little crazy but yeah I, I love the format that's it for us that's it for me um if you like what you heard today um go check out popularspeed.com you can read fabulous stories by uh, Jason Schultz and by uh, Tom Jensen and me once in a while, but they're not so fabulous. We will see you next week.